0: Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strukin, Proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. Two intersecting labor stories reinforce firmly that elections have consequences, and those consequences are borne right down to the ground level by the working class. On one hand, Republican Governor Greg Abbott and the nullification of local water break rules for construction workers in Texas. Yes, you heard that right. On the other, Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul and the Warehouse Worker Protection Act, which took effect yesterday in New York. I'll be the first to say that at the national level, both parties are either batshit insane, in the case of Republicans, or bought and sold, in the case of Democrats. It's at the state and local levels where politics generally impacts the populace at large. And so it goes here, whether it's you versus nature in the scorching heat Reverses algorithmic quotas in the warehouse. First, from the Texas Tribune on Friday. In a week when parts of the state are getting triple-digit temperatures and weather officials urge Texans to stay cool and hydrated, Governor Greg Abbott gave final approval to a law that will eliminate local rules mandating water breaks for construction workers. House Bill 2127 was passed by the Texas Legislature during this year's regular legislative session. Abbott signed it Tuesday. It will go into effect on September 1st. Supporters of the law have said it will eliminate a patchwork of local ordinances across the state that bog down businesses. The law's scope is broad, But ordinances that establish minimum breaks in the workplace are one of the explicit targets. The law will nullify ordinances enacted by Austin in 2010 and Dallas in 2015 that establish ten minute breaks every four hours so that construction workers can drink water and protect themselves from the sun. It also prevents other cities from passing such rules in the future. San Antonio has been considering a similar ordinance. Texas is the state where the most workers die from high temperatures, government data shows. At least 42 workers died in Texas between 2011 and 2021 from environmental heat exposure, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Workers' unions claim this data doesn't fully reflect the magnitude of the problem because heat-related deaths are often recorded under a different primary cause of injury. I can almost hear the conversation that must have taken place in some air-conditioned room filled with bureaucrats and politicians. Hey, I have an idea. How about we remove those pesky water break rules for construction workers? Who needs a functioning circulatory system when you can work yourself to the brink of heat stroke? Do they consult the experts? Maybe they had a team of renowned scientists specializing in dehydration and heat exhaustion advising them or perhaps they conducted extensive research on the superhuman abilities of construction workers in Texas. But wait, don't construction workers just have the option to take breaks if they need them? Sure, they have the option. Just like they have the option of quitting their jobs, forfeiting their livelihoods, and finding a different career where water breaks are still a thing. And let's not forget, this problem particularly affects Latinos, because they represent 6 out of every 10 construction workers, according to U.S. Census Bureau data. In amplifying all of this, regardless of what Republican deniers want to say, is climate change. Last year, there were 279 heat-related deaths in Texas, based on data analysis by the Texas Tribune. In 2022, Texas saw its second-hottest summer on record, and an extreme drought swept the state. Climate change amplifies the effects of heat waves said Hazme Lopez, an oceanographer at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration who studies heat waves. It causes them to stretch for longer periods of time, reach higher temperatures, and occur more often than they would otherwise. The problem is especially pronounced in dry areas of the southwest due to a lack of vegetation and soil moisture, which in wetter regions produces a cooling effect through evaporation. At the same time, he added, increased urbanization across the U.S., especially in places like Texas where cities are expanding, makes more people vulnerable to health dangers from extreme heat due to the urban island effect. Essentially, the combination of concrete and buildings plus a lack of green spaces causes ground-level heat to radiate, increasing the temperature in cities. So to be clear, HB 2127 is all about curbing progressive policies in the state's largest liberal-leaning cities, It essentially bars local governments from creating rules that go beyond what state law dictates in broad areas like labor, agriculture, business, and natural resources. Maybe there's no need for local water break mandates thanks to federal OSHA regulations. David Michaels, who was head of OSHA from 2009 to 2017, disagreed with the approach of HB2127 proponents. Under OSHA law, it is employers who are responsible to make sure workers are safe, said Michaels, and we have compelling evidence that they are doing a very poor job because many workers are injured on the job, especially in Texas. Michaels pointed out that OSHA does not have a national standard for heat-related illnesses and issues citations only for overexposure to heat after an injury or death, but not before that occurs. The better solution would be to have a national standard, but since we do not, Local ordinances are very important for saving lives, he said. Prohibiting these local laws will result in workers being severely hurt or killed. And Texas could still pass a state law establishing mandatory breaks for construction workers. Two bills were introduced to that effect, both by Democrats. House Bill 495 sought to establish 10-minute mandatory breaks every four hours for contractors working for a governmental entity. House Bill 4673 would have created a statewide advisory board responsible for establishing standards to prevent heat illness in Texas workplaces and set penalties for employers who do not comply with them. Neither bill made it through the legislative process. All I know is, if I were to forget my water bottle, working in an air-conditioned, comfortable classroom, I would feel totally off for the day. It would be distracting, and I would be forced to go old school and use the water fountain. And think about how i could be filling my water bottle while cranking my back to bend over and drink it would be a true first world problem i say dallas austin and other cities at minimum should sue to try and keep their water break ordinances turning to new york and the warehouse worker protection act Perspectrum spectrum news Governor Kathy Hochul signed the Warehouse Worker Protection Act in December, which requires distribution centers to disclose work performance data to current and former employees and to the state. The bill, passed during last year's legislative session, also protects workers from being fired or disciplined for failing to meet required quotas or performance rules, including not allowing breaks mandated under state labor law or being forced to work through meals. My lunchtime is at the same time every day and I have no students in the room. If I had to cover a class during that time, again, it would throw off my entire rhythm, and I would be much less ready and prepared for my afternoon classes, not to mention hungry. I skip breakfast. The image accompanying the article, the Amazon Distribution Center in Clay, New York, a sprawling 3.8 million square feet. It's the biggest Amazon Distribution Center in New York and one of the largest private employers in the Syracuse area. The facility employs 2,500 full-time workers. Of course, the only unionized Amazon warehouse in the country is also in New York, on Staten Island. New York's warehouse workers deserve to be treated with fairness, dignity, and respect, and we are making a significant stride toward achieving that, Bockel said in a statement Monday. I was proud to sign the Warehouse Worker Protection Act to address unreasonable work quotas and provide warehouse workers with protections from retaliation by their employers. With this legislation now in effect, we are holding firm to our commitment to ensure fairer and safer workplaces for all New Yorkers. Governor Abbott down in Texas, meanwhile, is not quoted with any equivalent substance in the Texas Tribune. Employees can request information about their personal performance and quota at any time under the new law and must receive the information from their employer within 14 calendar days. The changes also protect against retaliation for requesting the information, or a company limiting employees' use of restroom facilities to make quota. Again, imagine rules regarding where and when you can take a piss. It's inane instant gratification capitalism that grinds workers to dust. You search Amazon warehouse workers plus working conditions on YouTube with no filters, and the videos stretch back nine years. Titles with words such as brutal, horrendous, disposable, and died. Clips talking about a U.S. attorney's office inspection last year seeking safety hazards and possible fraudulent conduct designed to hide injuries from safety officials. Others talking about the union drive and Amazon's pushback. Warehouse workers suffer serious work-related injuries at a rate more than twice the average for all private industries, said state AFL-CIO President Mario Cliento. These workers routinely spend entire shifts speeding through tasks in an attempt to meet quotas mandated by their employers, all too often suffering musculoskeletal and repetitive stress injuries as a result. The Warehouse Worker Protection Act provides long overdue limits to protect warehouse workers from inhumane quotas and to protect them from retaliation for asserting their rights under this law. The article concludes, to report a violation of this law, labor.sm.warehouse.worker.claims at labor.newyork.gov. Even that has to be complicated. But kudos to Governor Hochul for being on the side of humanity. And if Governor Rabbit thinks water is too woke or something, here's hoping the better angels of hydration can fight back. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show... You can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select a level, starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.